Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 135, and it's titled... How to get more foreplay, spice it up, and confidence. We're going to actually cover a lot of ground in this episode, but I think it's going to be really fun. And if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, you might notice for the first time ever in Love Lab history, <laughs> I'm actually wearing my hair down. <laughs> You've probably seen a ponytail fly around in the back there, here and there. Maybe you haven't, but we usually record first thing in the morning and I'm right out of the shower, so I tie it back, but... Hey, it's hanging loose. (laughs) (laughs) The way I like it. (laughs) So today, it's all about answering our listeners' questions. And that's some of the subjects we've already covered in longer episodes. But these questions keep coming up over and over. And we love getting your questions and emails. And we wanted to um, honor you and and, and go through these uh, different questions and give you hopefully some very good answers to inspire you. But before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. If you want to join this secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, go to powerandmastery.com. All right. So we, are, we love getting questions. From our audience, from our clients, even from our friends sometimes. (laughs) And, you know, we can't answer literally everybody's question all the time because there's just too much. So what we do is we kind of keep a file of them and we answer them where we can. So sometimes we'll put them together in a podcast like today. Sometimes we'll do a YouTube video on them. But that way everybody gets to enjoy the answer too and not just the person who asked it because so many people share these same problems. You know, it's not like your question is 100% unique to you, even though you might think that it is. Um, So we, we like to answer questions that way pretty frequently. So we have compiled a couple of great questions. So I'm going to read the first one. This one comes from Jen. And Jen wants to know, what do I do if I want more sex than him? Ooh, nice. Now there's going to be a little bit more. So I'm going to read that before we get into it. Don't get me wrong. He loves a really good blowjob and I love giving it to him. But then it goes on so long and I never get penetration or anything I need. Even kissing, kissing on the neck, breasts. I have expressed to him my needs. It took a while because I really thought that it was an exciting new adventure for him to have a woman that really loved going on him. I mean, I really do. But now, no matter how much I've expressed my needs in a very gentle way, nothing changes. He says it will, but then in the act of complete horniness and passion, it is not. I don't want to beg because I have learned that in a good and adult relationship, you should not have to. It is degrading. But aside from expressing my needs, I do not know what to do or where else to go. So thank you so much for listening and also for everything you have taught me so far. Okay, so the first question I would ask Jen is, it sounds like the way that they get started with sex a lot is her giving him a blowjob. It's great. It's wonderful. It's a great way to start. But my question then is, are you taking that blowjob to ejaculation? 
And the reason I ask that question is this, because if, if the man is stuck in sort of the default worldview of like, oh, you started giving me a blowjob or, oh, you got me hard, now you have to finish me kind of thing. Well, of course, he's going to lose motivation to do all that stuff after he ejaculates, especially if he doesn't last that long and doesn't have time to really build up the energy. You know, if she gives him a 20 minute long blowjob of multiple waves, you know, along the way, then he can ejaculate, he'll still have energy and be turned on and still potentially want to reciprocate. But, you know, if it's your typical, oh, I gave him a great blowjob for five minutes and he ejaculates and now he's just kind of like, I'm good. <laughs> Not a whole lot of motivation there, is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like there are a couple things too, because part of it is, okay, I want more sex than he does. And there's really not a single like technique or cure per se for that, but communication and understanding. And then both partners have to be willing to either meet halfway or figure out strategies so that both partners feel fulfilled. But then there's also the part where um, you are talking about not getting what you want, that, that it doesn't go to the penetration or to the things that you need. And you you mentioned something about the uh, once you're in the flow of passion and horniness, and I have noticed that for some men, once they are in the flows of passion and horniness, there's literally like a switch that happens in their brain where lo- all the blood flow seems to be going down <laughs> in between their legs, and um, it is not so much left in their brain, and it it, it does happen. So. What I would suggest, I'm going to a little bit into my fix it here and suggestion. You're correct in saying, hey, you don't want to be begging. You don't want to be nagging. But maybe number one is you can't expect him to be a mind reader. So if you know that he gets lost in the passion, in the moment, then you can direct him in that moment. It's okay to be like, oh, let's play a game. Um, And it could be like do everything that I do to you, okay? Mirror what I do, mirror each other. We've played that game where it's like, okay, like I'll touch him. I'm going to touch you exactly how I want you to touch me. And so you keep going like back and forth and playing that that mirroring game. It's a great game to also learn about how the other person wants, wants to be touched. So what I would suggest is to bring in the playfulness into the interaction rather than complaining or not getting your needs met because neither one of these scenarios are fulfilling and you'll build resentment, how can you bring in inspiration and playfulness? Yeah, there's so many great things that you just said there. So I just want to reiterate a couple of them. You know, one is that if you have this discussion about what you want, you know, at the dinner table or the day before or the week before, don't expect him to remember that in the moment, right? Especially after you just gave him a great five minute blowjob and he's ejaculated. (laughs) So it's okay to remind him of those things, but it's all about how you say it, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not so much what you say, but how you say. So rather than going, damn it, it's again, I gave you a great blowjob and we still didn't have sex, right? Like that's not going to go very far, but you could say it much nicer. Like, wow, I got so turned on going down on you that I really want you to fuck me open, like wide open right now right? Those two completely different things. So that's a way of reminding him of what you want, but saying it in a way that, that inspires him to do it rather than, you know, it comes across as complaining and, uh, 
or shaming or, shaming. or anything like that. I love that you brought that up, though, Kevin, in terms of also leading with you turn ons. It also brings up to the question here, Jan, is how good are you at receiving? Is there a part of you who is resisting it? Because a lot of women say they want to receive or they want to receive more. But then once the men give to them something, they don't always fully let go or they're not letting him know how much they enjoy it. And so he doesn't know that he's doing a good job and therefore should keep doing it. Or sometimes they're like, okay, I'll take it for 10 minutes, but then I have to go finish my to-do list or tend to the kids or whatever distraction. And that's a very common problem. So are you a great receiver? And are you giving him feedback? Men want clear, concise, and direct so you may think that you were clear in expressing what you expressed, but maybe you weren't as clear. And it's better to communicate in the moment, like Kevin said, rather than like outside of the bedroom. So think about that. Number one, uh, let's recap with everything we had. Number one, don't blow him to an ejaculation because you want to make sure he saves some energy for you. Number two, don't be afraid to ask in the moment, be clear, concise, and direct. Number four, bring some playfulness and games, like try the mirror exercise, or you can do things like... Uh, you know what I would love is if you did this. And then, you know, when you receive this, it's like, mm, this feels so good. And if it's not so good, you're like, oh, okay, this feels good. But you know what would be better is if you stroke your hands down my thighs and then gently came back towards my pussy and then started flicking my clitoris. Like, this is clear, concise, and direct. This is going to speak very well to a guy. So if you apply these things... It should work better for you in the bedroom. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Read our question number two here, Kevin. All right. Question number two comes from Tommy. I know that I have become bored with my love life. I have been married for 26 years and now it's like a routine and just the same stuff. I'm afraid that it's become more of a quick, same repeat and nothing different. I used to be very adventurous and exciting at times waking each other up, but now it's more of a set schedule. Just looking for some new and exciting ideas. Ooh, where to start? So we do have a lot of uh, different videos and shows on, uh, on that. Uh, so there's more than today's show to go back to. So I'd say like number one, new and exciting ideas. Listen to the Love Lab podcast. <laughs> you know, because we constantly delivering good ideas. But I think like there's something that he hit on the on the head there about the creativity. And I know that I've talked about this in several shows, but there is a link between your creativity your creative energy and your sexual energy. And so what that means is when you allow yourself to be creative, whether it's uh, creative in the kitchen, creative in your art, creative in many different ways, activating that creative energy, it will fuel your passion in life and your drive outside and inside the bedroom. So if your bedroom life feels flat right now, um, does that mirror your, your, your life outside of the bedroom? Is the rest of your life feeling pretty flat as well? And if it's yes, then you need to start to bring back some excitement, passion, and creativity outside of the bedroom to start to fuel that passion. 
Yeah, you know, a question I always ask when people say this, because we've heard this many, many times from many different people, it used to be a certain way and now it's not. So the question that I always want to ask people is why? Hmm. Right? Because the reality is, I mean, of course, people change over time, but you're basically still the same two people. So why did you do it then, but you don't do it now? And that's a valid question to ask. So if you used to wake each other up for sex, why don't you do it anymore? And there could be some valid reasons for why you don't do those things anymore. But most likely, it's just because you fell out of the habit. And that's one of the keys really to maintaining a successful relationship over the years, which is to not get complacent, Mm -hmm. to not just, oh, that was fun in the beginning when we were super hot and turned on, but eh, whatever now, you know, it's like, if you want the relationships to be thriving and exciting and sexy and all that, you got to keep being thriving and exciting and sexy, right? (laughs) As best you can, you know, energy levels vary as we get older, sexy varies, but, but then again, it doesn't, right? Like maybe it does physically on the outside, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's not just as sexy to the person as it once was. And if it's not, there's things that you can do to change that, you know, people say, oh, I'm not physically attracted to my partner anymore. And it's like, okay, but... What can you do about that? Maybe you can change your diet. Maybe you can start exercising some more. Maybe you can learn to see things other than just the physical that are beautiful in that person. There's tons of ways to do it. I I was just, I kind of shake my head. I'm like, it it only changed because you allowed it to change. And and what's it going to take for you to change it back again? Well, and the other part that I want to bring up too is that don't expect your relationship to be static and be the same throughout all of the years. And sometimes people are like, well, this is the way it used to be. And like, they constantly want to go back to something that was, but is no longer valid. So maybe you need to change your expectations also in terms of, you know, Maybe when you first got together, like 26 years ago, you you didn't know each other's bodies very well. Maybe you had sex three times a day and now it's way less. Like there's a lot of changes. You may not want to bring all of the things you used to do because not everything is great anymore. But also, I think having been together for that amount of time, you should have enough communication and a foundation in your relationship where it's okay to talk about these things. Have you had an honest dialogue and saying, I love you, I still want to have the great sex we used to be, but what is it that you like right now? Because obviously we're not having as much, so maybe it's because you're not getting the sex that you want and like. Like, be curious, be playful, like, show me how you like to be tired. Tell me what would excite you. How would you want sex to be for it to happen once a week? What can I do to bring you more pleasure? Like be willing to listen to her because it, it is sexuality is very often woman led. And to be honest, women don't always know that they're not satisfied in their relationship. They will be bitchy, complaining, nagging, or something is like, you know, and that's kind of what they say about the women. But it's often because the man was not giving them what they wanted and the woman did not speak up. So it's both of them are responsible. But they're just, plain, to put it plainly, they didn't get fucked properly. <laughs> and so when that changes, the dynamic changes. And um, I was just working with a couple today and teaching them last session we did we worked with doing um 
pussy massage and how to touch her and touching her for sexual healing and not just so focused on like the, the clitoris or the orgasm. And in that month that they've been practicing this, suddenly she was feeling more confident and empowered, having more wanting sex more, loving that it didn't have to go anywhere. It totally changed how she felt about it and then how much she wanted it. Yeah. And so, you know, your question is kind of like, well, how do you change it? How do you come up with new exciting ideas? Well, we've just given you some. Go to our YouTube channel. We've got tons of videos. Find the ones that speak to that subject because I know they're there. We've done them. <laughs> <laughs> Look through our extensive library of now 135 podcasts because I know we've covered this several times there too. And, and that's really not just a, a pitch to, to see our stuff, but it's really because there's great information in there that you could benefit from. Um, another one is get on our mailing list because we send out, we, there are products that we um, promote that are all about this exact thing, how to come up with creative ideas, how to do something different, whether they're date ideas or you know, questions to ask each other that are fun, games, stuff like that. There's tons of stuff that we put out there that could totally help you here. And if none of that works for you, just work with us. Ultimately, do something and do something different if you want different results. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got two more questions and we have a little sponsor break for today. We want to talk to you about vitamin D and on it. So do you know why you feel hornier in the summer compared to the winter? Uh, first, I thought it was because every woman's wearing sexy outfits and stuff. And then I understood that it's because of the vitamin D. And the vitamin D is kind of like the sexiest vitamin that you can have. And what it does is that um, it, it, can, uh, it, it, it can help you with your sex drive, with your mood, with your immunity. I mean, vitamin D causes your hormone and your libido to, to peak during the summer month. It impacts your sex hormone, your mood, and so much more. So it's an essential, essential vitamin, but most people have very low levels of vitamin D. It's kind of an epitome because we don't really spend enough time outside. Yeah. Didn't we, we were researching vitamin D very recently. And one of the things that you found was that you'd have to spend six to eight hours a day outside in a bikini in order to get an adequate level of vitamin D. Yeah. And even though we like to spend a lot of time naked in the sun, we don't do that. Who does? You'd have Basically, you have to be outside all day, every day. Yeah. So we found something that works. It's um, it's on it has a plant-based vitamin D free supplements that provides a thousand IU of vitamin D per serving. And what's cool is vitamin D free because that's what you want is a D free, and it's coupled with K two for better absorption. So it's a small spray that you can put in your pocket, in your purse, or on your desk where I have it. And once a day, you just spray it under your tongue, and you've got your sunshine wherever and whenever you need it. So if you want to get your own spray of vitamin D, go to onnit.com. It's O-N-N-I-T.com. And then use our coupon code LOVELAB at the checkout to get 10% off your purchase. This is probably one of the most essential uh, supplements that you could possibly take. And remember, everything you buy helps support us continuing to give you all of this great information. So let's talk about Paul. So Paul wants to know, how do I get my girlfriend to be open to another woman or just fulfilling that fantasy of her, not with another man again, but eating pussy or getting fingered by a female as a thing she may enjoy? Maybe I haven't gotten her in this mindset or presented the opportunity, but I want your advice. 
I'm grinning over here as you read that because I'm like, this is every guy's question. (laughs) (laughs) Every guy wants to know, how can I get my woman to have a threesome with another woman? I'm going to let you start on this one because, I mean, I have my own feelings on it, but I know exactly uh, what you will say, even though we have not rehearsed these answers before the show, by the way. This is all just spontaneous. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I want want them to hear it from you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Paul, here's the thing. If you want to have a successful free sum, the idea needs to come from her and it has to happen on her own timing. And it's not something that you can force. What I would recommend is also double checking, like have a conversation, snuggle up on the couch and say, what are your thoughts? Is that something you even want to do with another woman? Because maybe... Maybe she has zero interest in uh, going down on another woman or receiving touch from another woman. Maybe she does. Maybe it's a fantasy of hers too, but maybe she has some insecurities. It's very big for women to feel insecure, especially if she's never had a woman, female lover that, you know, what if I don't know what to do? What if you do it better than me with her, you know? What if then you and her get it on and then I'm left alone? What if you prefer her over me? I mean, there's a lot of of fear and insecurity that can come up. And all of these need to be discussed prior of the experience. Yeah, there's so many things here. So you absolutely (laughs) nailed it with it has to be her idea. Now, it sounds from the way you phrased the question that you've had threesomes in the past just with other guys. So she may potentially be open to another threesome, but that doesn't mean that she's necessarily open to another woman. And here's another caveat. We've talked about this on the show, too, when we've talked about fantasies. We did a couple episodes where we talked about fantasy versus reality. And if when you're talking with her, she's fantasizing about it, maybe you're making love and she's fantasizing about it, or you're just talking about it and it seems like it's really cool... Don't interpret that to mean that that's what she actually wants to happen in real life. Maybe, maybe not. There are a lot of fantasies that women enjoy that they don't actually ever want to happen in real life. (laughs) (laughs) So, And then uh, another point that you made is she's going to have to feel absolutely 100% secure that no matter what happens in that threesome, that you're not going to leave her, break up with her, cheat on her on the outside, somehow think she's less or not as good or anything. Like, you need to find a way to make sure that she 100% knows in her being that that's not the case, right? We've got some things in our passion vault where we have a, um, a questions for a guide to opening up your relationship without destroying it. So where it's got some questions, some ideas, because really there's no shortcut but communication. And if you skip the communication part and think I wing it or we'll, we'll get drunk and just <laughs> go for this. Good luck with that one. Don't do it because then there's so much more repair that needs to happen. Sometimes the trust gets broken. I mean, it's so much more difficult to deal with a bad threesome aftermath than with insecurities. I would also recommend to, if it is indeed something that she is also interested in, but feels insecure about, is to take it gradually. You just said what I was going to say. Please (laughs) please continue. But I love that. We're always on the same page. (laughs) 
the thing is, it doesn't have to be that you guys are going to go all the way. Um, maybe she's not comfortable with you having intercourse with that person. Maybe she's not comfortable herself touching the woman, but would like to watch. I mean, there are so many scenarios and my recommendation is really to go as as slow as she needs it to be if you want to ever go there. So if all she really needs and wants right now is to be a witness and, and nothing else, just celebrate her in that. Or if all she really wants and needs right now are threesomes with other guys and you keep showing up and loving her and that she can see that she doesn't feel attracted to another guy that... like. What I'm trying to say is if she experiences for herself that having sex with another man makes her love you more and opens her sexuality up, then she will also have that element of safety within herself that, okay, if that does that for myself, then it will be the same for my man. And maybe she just needs more time in the other situation before she can open up to the one on two female and one man. Yes, all all great advice. What I was going to say... also, it's basically the same thing you said, but I'll just say it a little differently. I was going to say, yeah, just it doesn't have to go straight to sex, right? So no. just start with something really simple, like have a female massage. friend over, yeah, and do a massage party where the three of you just get together, get naked, and just massage with no agenda, right? There's no, in fact, you can even set the rules. This works really well, and you set the rules, and you say, there's not going to be any sex tonight. Like, that's not the point of this. We're just going to cuddle, snuggle, massage, just, you know, be sensual. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to get started. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, accept it if it's not her thing. Some women are just not into it yeah. or not into other women. And sometimes you just really need the time. The safety element is huge. So you need to create a container where she feels safe. And from that place, slowly but surely, she will open up. But you can't have an agenda. The more you try to do something to get something else, the less likely it will work. So speak up for what you want, say what you want, and communicate with her and listen to her to what she wants and needs, and then see where you guys can meet somewhere in the middle. Somehow we need to take this little segment of the show and plaster it everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) This needs to be heard so many times. (laughs) Okay, we've got one last question for this episode, and it's from Matthew. Matthew says, I'm still afraid of being judged. Going into sex toy stores, wanting to buy a flashlight, watching porn is also a big one. So I guess I just have to accept these things that I want. But how do I go about doing that? Guys are supposed to not even have this issue, so why do I have it to almost the extreme? Oh, and also, how much, if that is true, is too much porn to watch, and is it okay to like porn and have favorite stars? Thanks so much. Okay, there's a lot there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The first, when I read this question uh, as we were putting them together, the first thing that popped into my mind was... um, Going into a sex toy store is kind of like going to a nude beach, right? So the classic thing that people say when they've never been to a nude beach is like, I could never go to a nude beach. What if I ran into somebody I knew there? (laughs) And then you just look at them and you go, they're naked too. Oh, they're at the sex store too. (laughs) That's exactly it, right? So if you go to a sex toy store, the people that are working there 
They didn't just pop in on a whim. To, they work at a sex toy store. And they actually generally love it. Every time I've ever been to a sex toy store, they're so happy. They want to show you every model and everything. And like, it's, it totally makes their day. So, and if you see somebody else in a sex toy store, yeah, it's totally normal. There's sex toy stores everywhere. They wouldn't be everywhere if people weren't going to them all the time. And if you see somebody there, that's, they're in a sex toy store too. So. And, you know, I'd say, like, do those things that scare you a little bit that are outside of your comfort zone, like the sex story, the flashlight, because this is how you become comfortable is learning to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. So you're like, wow, the first time you go to a sex story store is like, wow, my heart is racing a little bit. And then you normalize that. And same when you go to a nude beach or anything like this, that's a little bit edgy. Give yourself permission to want what you want and not judge it and then do it. Do it in a way that is playful, that is joyful, that feels good for you. Because the only way to get over it is through. <laughs> and you just have to, to do it, basically. Yeah, and just, you know, everybody always thinks that their thing is so rare or different or weird or, or whatever it is. And it's not. It is not. I can guarantee you at any given moment during the day that somewhere in this country, there's somebody sitting in their car outside of a sex toy store afraid to go in. It's totally normal. It happens all the time. <laughs> so just realize that, that, you know, the things that you're afraid of that you think maybe are weird or strange aren't really. And lots of people struggle with them and that's okay. And, and the best way to get over it is to just do it. Let's talk about porn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now let's address the porn piece of it. Um, we've done whole episodes on porn, multiple episodes on porn. We've interviewed porn stars on the show. Um, by the way, I still want to interview a female porn star. Mm -hmm. So if anybody knows of one that would like to come on and talk about the female perspective, I would love to have that on the show. But Let's just talk about porn from... Well, first of all, go back and find those episodes because there's tons of good information in there, way deeper than we have time to go into in this show. Second of all, I would just say that it's totally fine and totally normal to watch porn. It's fine to have your favorite stars that you like and you, maybe you tend to watch that particular person over somebody else, you know, just like you have different things that you're attracted to in real life. You're going to have different things that you're attracted to in, in porn movies. In general... It's not a problem as long as it's not abused and overused and starting to lead to sexual problems like premature ejaculation or even inability to get turned on and get an erection uh, in real life when there's an actual person. So th there are some potential problems. Just don't get caught there. Technically, uh, go without porn for a week. And if you struggle and it was really hard, then you have a problem. You should be able to just go without it and be okay and sometimes use it, sometimes not. You should also be able to masturbate without it, not just depend on it every single time. So if you only do it one way and if you don't have it that way, then it's impacting you, then you've gone too far with it and you need to uh, adjust that. And that's something that, by the way, we can help you. You can work privately with us. Uh, we do that all the time. Um, and then... You know, how much is too much? <laughs> you know, like, are you spending six hours of your day? Um, is it basically the other question I want to say is like, do you wake up every morning 
filled with like energy, desire to climb mountains and get after your goals, you get shit done, you're like making things happen? Or are you using porn as a distraction and you're living a mediocre life? And so if you are not using, if you are having a mediocre life, not going for your goals, not having motivation, then it's been impacting you way too much. If you feel like you're thriving and you're happy and you're still watching porn, then no problem. Yeah, I always kind of felt like, like porn was that thing every once in a while when you were bored. Like, you know, if I were, if I were single or, or just dating somebody and they weren't available and it was just like, happened to be a Friday night and I was home by myself. Yeah, maybe I'll watch a little porn. But you shouldn't be waking up in the morning going, oh, I can't wait to watch that porn every day. If it happens once in a while, okay. That, you know, but but that's kind of that's how I see healthy porn use. It's like, yeah, every once in a while you're in the mood, hey, I do something different. It's kind of like us with movies, right? Like we don't, we don't tend to watch a lot of movies or TV or anything, but every once in a while we go, hey, you know what? We'd really like to watch a movie. And so we do. I think that's the, that's more of a healthy example of it. And then really remember that porn is entertainment and not education. So don't watch porn to learn about women or learn about becoming a better lover because it's really not going to teach you the proper things. <laughs> Absolutely not. If you want to learn from it, Matthew, please go to powerandmastery.com. <laughs> that's how you're going to learn how to be good in bed. Yes, and not from porn. But if you use porn for entertainment sometimes and you don't don't need it all the time, then you're good. And it's okay to have some preferences. So there you have it. We really love having your questions and appreciate any time that uh, you send us questions. We may not always uh, be able to answer every one, uh, but we do our best to really address your questions and give you some good advice. So feel free to email us anytime. We have the link to our email in the description, or if you're on the site, there's a contact form where you can do it directly from there. Uh, so we love when you contact us and share uh, your questions. And we we hope that today was helpful and inspiring. Absolutely. Um, you know, one, you get your answer, your uh, question answered, and two, everybody else gets to benefit from it, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're sharing, you're helping to facilitate the sharing of uh, information around the world. Wow, and sharing the pleasure. Wow, how kinky. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.